This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Monday, February 6th. National Democrats voted Saturday to overhaul the presidential primary process and put Georgia near the start of the schedule. But the party's plan to elevate Georgia won't mean anything without support from state Republicans so far unwilling to endorse the change. Members of the Democratic National Committee decided at the party's meeting in Philadelphia to back a proposal that put South Carolina at the top of the 2024 lineup, followed by New Hampshire, Nevada, Georgia, and Michigan. It's part of Biden's effort to upend the decades-old schedule to better reflect the party's racial and geographic diversity and minimize Iowa after disastrous caucuses three years ago. The reconfiguring would have South Carolina hold its primary on February 3rd, followed three days later by New Hampshire and Nevada, which is swapping the caucus it used to hold in favor of a primary. Georgia would vote fourth on February 13th, followed by Michigan on February 27th, with much of the rest of the nation set to vote on Super Tuesday in early March. In other news, an independent autopsy showed Manuel Tortuguita Terran, The activist killed last month near the site of Atlanta's planned public safety training center was shot by police at least 13 times. Decatur-based civil rights attorneys Brian Spears and Jeff Filopovitz, along with Tehran's family, are calling on the Georgia Bureau of Investigation to release more information about the incident, which they called the first time any environmental activist in the United States has been killed by the government. Tehran is accused of shooting without warning, wounding a trooper, before several of the injured officer's colleagues returned fire. The GBI says it has tied the bullet that struck the trooper to a gun found at the scene and provided documents showing Tehran, 26 years old, had purchased the same gun in September 2020. There is no body camera footage of the shooting. Many activists, civil rights groups, and local officials have called for an independent investigation of the shooting. Up next, Mayor Andre Dickens and Atlanta's Chief Sustainability Officer Chandra Farley announced Friday that the Clean Energy Advisory Board is being relaunched to help the city increase its use of clean energy and reduce its climate change impact. The panel was initially established in 2020 under then-Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms after City Council approved a roadmap for the city to source 100% of its electricity from such clean energy sources as solar by 2035. But the board stopped meeting in 2022, while the city searched for a new chief sustainability officer. Atlanta's Office of Sustainability and Resiliency previously drew praise for having one of the Southeast's most aggressive climate plans, but an investigation by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution last year found that under past City Hall administrations, the office had been gutted by staff departures and leadership changes. Dickens said in a news release that the worsening impacts of climate change, which is intensifying heat waves and supercharging the destructive potential of tropical storms, means the city must speed up its transition to renewable energy. The board's revival also comes after Democrats in Congress passed President Joe Biden's signature climate law last year, which includes an unprecedented raft of clean energy incentives and resilience funding for local governments. The revamped board will include 25 members from various public, private, and nonprofit institutions who will serve two-year terms. And a little more than a month after Governor Brian Kemp instructed Georgia employees not to use social media such as TikTok or WeChat on state equipment, Republican senators have filed a bill to extend that restriction to schools and all branches of government. Senate Bill 93 would put Kemp's restrictions into law by prohibiting state employees in all branches of government and at all K-12 public schools from using any social media that are owned by governments deemed to be foreign adversaries on state-owned equipment. 
The legislation relies on the federal list of foreign adversaries, which includes China, Cuba, Iran, North Korea, and Russia, and it would instruct the Georgia Emergency Management and Homeland Security Agency to ensure the state's list is up to date. The bill is co-sponsored by all 32 members of the chamber's GOP caucus. Senator Jason Anavitarte said he doesn't expect his bill to be controversial, as legislators in Florida have filed similar legislation. Anavitarte first announced his intent to file legislation targeting TikTok in December, saying that since TikTok's parent company is based in Beijing and Chinese law requires businesses to share data with the country's government, the social media app is unsecure. Spoken Layer